Welcome to Speaking Keystone, a podcast dedicated to preserving the origins of public speaking. Each episode will bring you valuable insights and information about influential people and events from the history of public speaking. I'm your host, John Todorovic. We will begin the series with the history of an organization that I'm a member of, the Toastmasters International. Since February 22 marks the birthday of our founder, I decided that it would be the most suitable that we start off the podcast with the history of the founder of Toastmasters International, Dr. Ralph C. Smedley. Ralph Chestnut Smedley was born in Waverly, Illinois, a city 20 miles southwest of Springfield on February 22, 1878. His parents were Thomas Braxton Smedley and Martha Ann Smedley, who was born under their last name Rice. He had a brother, Frank, who was four years older than him. Ralph also had a sister, Bertha, who died of diphtheria at the age of seven, a year before Ralph was born. From my earliest days of walking, Smedley recalled in his memoirs, I remember the weekly visits which my mother made to the cemetery to carry fresh flowers to the little grave. Because of the loss of Bertha, the boy was to reason later in life. Mother kept his hair long and curly until two or three years old and kept him dressed as a little girl as long as she could manage. I must have been five when I graduated into short pants, and I wore those childish garments until I was 11 or 12. Just incredible statement from Dr. Smedley. Strangely, the boy who in manhood would help millions to overcome inhibitions of speaking suffered no very serious complexes, as it might have happened, from his years in short pants. Smedley graduated from a local high school in Waverly, Illinois in 1895. He started at the University of Illinois after graduating from high school in 1895. He lasted only one term at the U of I, or University of Illinois. One of his writings mentions that event and he said, I was just too young and too insignificant to stand up under pressure of university life. In the next two years, he worked as an office boy briefly at the local bank at Waverly, then taught at two country schools near Waverly, Lost Grove and Pleasant Valley schools in Illinois, and learned some lessons that stuck. By September 1898, Ralph Smedley enrolled in Illinois Wesleyan University in Bloomington, Illinois. The city is located in the heart of central Illinois, approximately 125 miles or 200 kilometers, southwest of Chicago. This was despite having his college funds wiped out by a bank failure in Waverly a month before enrollment. He got to college because of his minister in Waverly, the Reverend Foxworthy, who bought his building and loan association stock for $100. That would equal to about $3,100 today. Just incredible. There was an interesting event also that was recorded along the lines, and that is that Ralph and Roscoe Smedley, cousins from Waverly, brought music to Illinois Wesleyan University with their arrival in 1898. They both reactivated a dormant glee club and organized the Wesleyan Quartet with two sons of university president, Edgar M. Smith. Those two boys were Burke and Paul Smith. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the follow button now. 
This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. Financial problems took Mr. Smedley out of school for the school year 1900 to 1901. During that time, he taught near Bellflower at Caledonia School, rooming and boarding with a prosperous farmer named Frank Sill. Once Ralph Smedley returned to school by late 1901, he became the club president of the Epworth League of the First Methodist Episcopal while he was at the Wesleyan. He had met Miss Frances Bass at the Epworth League social at the home of their Methodist pastor, the Reverend G.A. Scott, on September 9, 1901. This is an interesting name that started appearing since 1901, Miss Frances Bass. We'll go back to her a little later. For the next two years, he was busy with his studies, music, and church, as well as spending time with Francis Bass. During the same period, he was hauling pianos and caring for two horses that pulled the piano wagon for Clark E. Stewart, who owned Clark Stewart's music store, which was located at the Main and Market Street in Bloomington, Illinois. Just to give you an idea, Mr. Smedley was five foot six weighing in at around 125 pounds at a time. He worked for the store in the afternoon and on Saturday while attending the Illinois Wesleyan University, where he was making $10 a month. $10 a month. Imagine that. That's about $300 in today's currency. Besides hauling pianos, he used skills acquired in Waverly and demonstrated the pianos and played the sheet music for undecided customers. To add to his already busy schedule, his Sundays were even busier. He would attend Sunday school and church service in the morning, then after lunch, YMCA for the boys' gospel meeting, Bible class and fellowship lunch. The boys' gospel meeting name will come back later, and it's crucial for our following story. One important part of every Sunday was what he called the shortest hour. Time was given to walk home Miss Frances Bass. Smedley graduated from Illinois Wesleyan University at Bloomington, Illinois with a Bachelor of Science degree in June 1903. He moved to Peoria YMCA right after graduation where he taught night classes for immigrants. As he started his career journey in YMCA, he had frequent occasions to make speeches and conduct meetings, which were the matters that he was interested in for a long time. Ralph Smedley officially became Assistant Secretary of the YMCA at Peoria on October 20, 1903. Less than a year after, he decided to move back to Bloomington. He moved to Bloomington YMCA in August 1904, where he was hired as an educational director. He officially started on August 1, 1904. While serving in that role, he saw the need for training in creating and delivering speeches and conduct meetings. They had a number of special interest clubs and groups among the boys and young men in the association in which there was evidence needed for training in speeches. Ethan W. Bass, who lived on Douglas Street, was a Georgia boy who fought in the Confederate Army during the Civil War. Thomas Braxton Doc Smedley was with Sherman's Army as it marched through Georgia from Atlanta to the sea. 
Doc's medley was captured at the Battle of Big Shanti. Little did they know that 40 years later, they would sit on a front porch in Bloomington, discussing how close they might have been to each other in the bloody conflict. Ralph Smedley mentioned how he was impressed by their lack of bitterness as they reviewed their experiences as enemies. The two persons I mentioned were Ralph Smedley's dad, Doc Smedley, and Miss Frances Bass's dad, Ethan Bass. They were sitting on the front porch of the house where the two young people got married. On October 6, 1904, Ralph Smedley married Miss Frances Bass in Bloomington, Illinois at the house on Douglas Street. After the wedding of Blue and Gray, they called the cab a horse-drawn hack to take them to the Smedley house on Prairie Street, where they would live for the next two years. Wow, what an amazing journey from the moment Ralph Smedley was born in 1878 up to the point where he got married in 1904. This was a great overview of the early life of Dr. Smedley, the founder of Toastmasters International. We're going to be continuing our journey in the life of the founder, Dr. Smedley, in our next episode. Until then, thank you for joining me in this episode of Speaking Keystone. Make sure to visit our website, speakingkeystone.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this podcast, I would appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you would simply tell a friend about the show, that would help greatly. Until next time, this was John Todorovic. Bye-bye.